I put the shout out on an Empowered Women of Cornwall site and I said, look, this is what I've been doing. This is what it's done for me. It's amazing. Does anybody else want to do it? And I had in excess of 80 or 90, upwards of probably 150 in the end replies within a 24 hour period. The joy of swimming. Conversations about open water swimming, hosted by Pat Kelman. Hi and welcome to the Joy of Swimming podcast. This is a series of conversations about cold water swimming. And this could be swimming in the sea, it could be swimming in a river, it could be swimming in a lake, it could be swimming in a pool in the back garden, I don't mind. It's all about capturing the energy, the spirit, the camaraderie, all those good things that go with swimming. Over the next few months, we're going to be talking to a wide range of people with many different experiences. We've got people who treat swimming as a competitive sport, others who do cold water swimming for the spiritual connection, and those who use it as a form of rehab for injury or illness. Everybody is welcome. The main section of the podcast is dedicated to an in-depth conversation with a carefully selected guest. Then afterwards, there'll be a section dedicated to events that are happening in the near future. So please get in touch. Send me any announcements and suggestions to thejoyofswimming at gmail.com or via the contact form on thejoyofswimming.com website. I'm always open to feedback. I want this to evolve and grow to be the best cold water swimming podcast out there for you. To give you a little bit about my background, I've been swimming most of my life, but uh, an event in my youth meant that I had a very long period when I didn't actually connect with open water. I used to swim in a pool, but of course, as we know, that's sometimes not really the same. However, I have reconnected recently with it under lockdown, and it's been a really profound and moving emotional experience for me. So I just had this idea that I'd like to share my love of swimming and to share the experience of it so you can carry it everywhere. You might be landlocked, perhaps you're driving to work, maybe you're commuting on the tube, Maybe you haven't had a swim for a few days. And this will give you an opportunity to recapture the experience, the feeling of actually getting in the water. Because what I found is that when I talk to somebody about the experience, I kind of re-experienced it myself. And that's kind of what I'd like this podcast to be for all of us. I've got some really brilliant interviews lined up. I've recorded nearly 30 so far. And today we're starting with Katie Richards from Newquay. Now I've known Katie for many years. It was actually her posting on Facebook regularly throughout early lockdown that encouraged me to get back in the water. I Facebooked her and I said, look, I haven't swum in the sea for a long time. I'm a bit nervous and I'm a bit self-conscious about my body. Uh, can I come and join you? And of course she said yes and gave me her time and, and she helped me get back in the water for the first time in years. And she just totally inspired me to restart my relationship with the sea. Katie has become a pivotal figure in the swimming scene in Nuki over the last year or so. She's been involved with the Nuki Blue Tits, helping to grow the group from 20 or 30 people at the beginning of the year to over 2,000 members now, 300 or so who are regular swimmers. She's also very active in fundraising with her own group, Swimming Women, and they have done a number of fundraising activities that have raised a lot of money for local charities and local organisations in Nuki. She's really inspiring to talk to. She's really effervescent, lively, bubbly, 
and she tells it like it is. She's the person who got me back in the water in the first place, so it just seemed fitting to me that Katie would be my first guest on the podcast. I think you're going to find our conversation quite inspirational. She's got a lot to say, she says it very quickly, and it's all gold. I started our conversation with a simple question. Why swimming? I used to swim when I was younger. I used to swim competitively as part of two triathlons I used to do. So right. I used to run, shoot, swim and ride. Prior to that, I was not a confident swimmer at all. And my mum decided, had this brainwave when I was about, I think I was about 10 or 11. And she said, oh, I've entered you into a triathlon. And I said, oh, okay, you know, what do I have to do? Well, you've got to run, I hate running. You've got to shoot, never held a gun before in my life. You've got to swim. Well, that's okay, but I only do backstroke and you've got to ride. Well, that's fine, that bit I can do, that's fine. So we went to the first to triathlon and I got in the pool. Everybody else was there doing their, you know, diving starts, tumble turns, and I slowly got in the pool and managed my sort of length and a half of backstroke at the time. But I... I loved the, the the element of competition, the you know the whole event. So my mum, bless her heart, got up at half past five, three mornings a week before school, and used to drive me down to Cambrai for swim training. And within you know within a year, I was one of those ones doing the diving starts, the tumble turns, and you know I loved my time in the water. But then as I as I got older. You know, as things do, you stop, you know, doing those things, you know, teenage life and whatever takes over off to A-levels, college and then work. And I never made time really to stay in the pool. And sea swimming had not been something that I've really done as a child. To me, the association with sort of our coastline was surfing, which was my brother's bag, not mine. You know, surfing or bodyboarding, I was no good on a board had no desire to sort of to try it I think it looks amazing but I just wasn't for me it just didn't float my boat and then a couple of years ago I met an amazing lady through the home ed community a lady called Amanda and we were walking on Porth Tower Beach one day midst of winter I think it was sort of drizzly rain on the day and she said oh have you seen the mermaid pool I said no what mermaid pool despite having lived here my whole life so she said oh I'll take you over we clambered over the rocks got over there and there's this lovely little man-made lagoon type area with this beautiful blue water in it and she looked at me she said I think I'm gonna get in and I knew she was a swimmer. She swam in the sea every day. She swims at St. Moore's. So but I thought, God, you know, it's quite cold. You've not got a towel, you know, okay. But she got in and I watched, um, you know, thinking, gosh, that does look cold. But she just looked so peaceful and so serene. And she sort of did a couple of lengths back of the pool. She came out and you know, it was like literally physically watching the anxieties and the stresses and strains sort of, you know, disappear from her. So she sort of, you know, pulled her clothes back on, dried herself on a jumper, got dressed and we walked back across the beach and I said, I think I want to have a go. So she said, yeah, come with me anytime. So I did, I think it was the next week. I said, right, let's go, let's do it. I'm gonna get in the water with you. And I swam with her quite quite often, as often as we could. She feels like way over on the other coast. And then Christmas last year, I thought, I've really enjoyed this. I get a real thrill from it. I get a real sense of satisfaction from it. I get a real empowerment from it and just a joy. And I thought, I'm going to commit 
to making sure that I have more of those experiences in my life this year. So I, my New Year's resolution to myself was that I was going to swim 100 times, 100 wild dips, um, open water swims, whatever they were going to be, you know, lake, sea, river. So yeah, I started out, did my New Year's Day swim. We were obviously hit with sort of storms and quite bad January weather, as as is the case down yeah. here. But midway through January, I thought, actually, I want camaraderie when we do this. So that was when I put the shout out on an Empowered Women of Cornwall site. And I said, look, this is what I've been doing. This is what it's done for me. It's amazing. Does anybody else want to do it? And I had in excess of 80 or 90 upwards of probably 150 in the end replies within a 24-hour period and that was from like nothing from absolutely nothing just from me saying this is something that I've done I enjoy it who wants to join me and the response from women was just overwhelming and so many of them saying I've wanted to do this for so long but I've not had the confidence to do it on my own you know I want to get in the water I see people swimming and I'm I'm desperate to get in there or you know having that affinity you know I think we all sort of perhaps have a have a connection to one element or another you know and perhaps some of us have you know an overwhelming element to to the air you know to space to being out in open open um, spaces but lots of us are drawn to the water you know it really does draw you in it's it, there's something hypnotic about it you know even if you just stand and watch you know the water it's ever evolving it's ever changing you know it's reflective of so many so many of our own emotions, so many ways that we feel, and it's just so vast, you know, it's just so big. So I think, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of mental, emotional connection that people have, and I think a lot of women just kind of went, yeah, actually, I do want to do this, but like I said, I haven't had the confidence, haven't had the environment, haven't felt safe to do it. So we had 25 women turn up to join me. I had 25, yeah, 25 at our first swim in January. And I think there was one, yeah, there was maybe one or two that I'd met before. The rest were strangers to me. And my sister, bless her, came down with her camera and took some photographs to capture it. And even just looking back at those photographs now, you know, I just the absolute sort of slight bewilderment of these women that have gone, what have I signed up to? But buzzing yeah. and then you know the, the time in the water and you hear the whoops and you see the smiles and you know there's that sense of like we're all in this together but we're all doing something slightly crazy um, but that's great and then you come out and there's a sense of you know massive achievement and it just has sort of snowballed I think that where we swim where we tend to swim we tend to swim at town or the harbour they're very very um, visible locations so people see us, they, if they don't see us, they probably hear us. And, you know, more and more women have basically been walking past and just saying, you know, what's going on? And seeing this amazing energy that's coming from it, you know, and just saying, I want a bit of that as well. And, you know, 99% of those women that then strike up the courage to get in the water, say, what was I waiting for? You know, why did I wait so long to either get involved or to find an opportunity to be able to do this? So, yeah. yeah. You've set up the new key version of the Blue Tits. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the Blue Tits in the first place? So I got involved around that time, around back in January, when I was thinking I want to sort of add a social element to this. 
I was on a Facebook swimming page. I, I don't, I'm not sure whether it was the Outdoor Swimming Society or Slow Swimming Group. And I said, I'm looking for a swim group in Cornwall. And somebody pointed me in the direction. They said, oh, there's blue tits all over the country and now all over the world. You know, have a look. Perrinporth was my local one. So I reached out to them. Unfortunately, at the time, they were in their infancy and the, just the times of their swims didn't sit with my own commitments at home so Sarah who runs the Perrinporth group and who brought the blue tits into Cornwall said well why don't you set up the Nuki group and that was yeah that was in January so there was the 25 of us at that first swim and we're now uh, coming up to coming up very rapidly actually to two and a half thousand members. Wow so, two yeah. and a half thousand members yeah. in the in the Nuki group yeah. alone. Yeah yeah they're not all active swimmers in the group. We have a lot of uh, dry members and those dry members, you know, I know that they're getting as much from the group as the wet members. You know, I get amazing messages from people just sort of like saying, you know, even those that perhaps aren't in Nuki but that have got a connection to Nuki, whether they've holidayed down here, whether they've, you know, spent time down here as a child, who just say, you know, I just watching, you know, watching your pictures, seeing the energy, seeing the happiness, seeing the freedom on, you know, women's faces is just, you know, they're the vicarious sort of enjoyment and pleasure that they're getting from that has, has spread massively. But I think that actively we probably have three to four hundred actively swimming on a regular basis obviously not all at once um <laughs> you know some now obviously as winter's coming in you know work commitments and people are going back to work you know the restrictions are lifting people are limited by their working hours and by daylight hours so a lot of people have gone you know from swimming two or three times a week perhaps down to just being able to get in once at the weekend but you know, the energy of the, the group, the social side of the group is still very much there. And, you know, we all share our pictures, share the locations that we've been going to. We get the odd sort of tongue in cheek remark about please stop posting your swim because I'm stuck at work. <laughs> but green, green envy, blue envy, I suppose, it is envy of being in the open water. But, you know, they know they're going to get that that kick again as, as soon as they're able. So, yeah, the group has just added a totally different dimension to it as well you know there's the the amazing experience that you get from being in the cold water but there's also in in a lot of ways you know for me personally that's intensified by doing it with an amazing group of women and it's been amazing to witness friendships being formed old friendships being reignited sisters cousins nephews being able to nieces and aunts being able to swim together you know there's no barrier of age or ability even you know you don't have to be a long distance swimmer to be able to come in and just have fun in you know in the shallows there's lots of lovely mother and daughter duos that come down and join us got the wonderful queen bee as we call her who's now if i get this wrong i'll probably be in trouble but 74 and she swims with us regularly and we've got young you know young girls who bring their young kids in with them so we've got the fledglings who are coming in very much wet suited up because obviously they don't deal with the cold as well as as well as we do but you know down to i think the youngest the youngest here we had in the water with us in the summer was kelly's latest um and she was she was about four or five months old i think when she came for her little her little toe tickling little splash dip. with us yeah so yeah it just covers all of that and i think there's no 
there's nobody who can't come in in some capacity. You know, we've got people who have got movement limitations who can come only come in if they're perhaps supported or can only come in at certain locations because they have to access directly into the water either by steps or by slope. Um, and we're really lucky in Niki in that we have got those options for people. You know, we swim in the harbour quite regularly and that's very easily accessible. There's disabled parking down there they can go straight in off the slope or straight in off the steps and they're into sort of waist deep knee high water and Tawan itself is you know a relatively safe bay for swimming in and it's a nice flat sandy beach a nice flat hard sandy beach so you're not sort of dealing with that powdery sand that can be a bit difficult for some people to make their way across so, yeah because yeah. that's what I found when I when I first tried swimming mm. which must have been about three or four months before we, right. we connected and I went to my local kind of big beach at Pentuan. Oh, yeah. And Pentuan's lovely. Yeah. But what I found, you know, being a, a heavy bloke and, and very unfit at the time, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not much fitter now, but I was very unfit yeah. then, was that I got in the water with no problem and had yeah. a lovely swim. But actually, when I was getting out, I actually found, because the sand was soft, Yeah. Yeah. that it was giving way under yeah. me. And, I and there's quite was... a slope at Pentuan as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and I was finding it quite hard to yeah. to get my balance, yeah. which yeah. I think put me off for yeah. a while. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you know, I've got you to thank for helping me get back in properly. Straight off the steps. Yeah, straight off <laughs> yeah. the steps at Nuki yeah. Harbour. And yeah. it was great. What I found personally was a massive empowerment from going into the sea. Because I remember when I came to see you nervously yeah you know I was once I was in the sea with yeah. you it was like I'd never yeah. left yeah yeah and what I found was a real sense of non-judgment totally yeah there you is know? there's no judgment that is it is genuinely one of the most supportive environments that I've ever been in and I've I've done all sorts of things you know yeah. all sorts of hobbies you know interests social groups all sorts of things and this genuinely is the most supportive environment that I've ever been in and actively supportive you know people will go out of their way to be supportive for people it's just a case of putting your hand out and there's somebody that will take it and will get you in the water and that you know the thing is when we're in the water yes we've got differing levels of capabilities and yes you know there are some women that you know will head out for a swim and they'll go for a mile or two miles you know and say great to get in the water with you now we're going off to do our thing and there's some women that will get in the water and they just want to paddle up to their waist and that's absolutely fine. But when we're in the water, you know, we're all as vulnerable as each other. You know, we're all surrounded by something that we all have to be very, very aware of and conscious of. But also when we're not on our feet, so many of us are so much more able-bodied yeah. in that environment. You know, I know B, who I mentioned previously, she's got a double knee replacement and yet when she's in the water that's where she feels lightest and more stable you know she can't you know there's certain things she struggles with steps or with you know uphills purely because of her knees but when she's in the water that becomes an irrelevance um you know and you mentioned yourself with you know with weight issues when you're in the water that's an irrelevance you know things that perhaps might feel prohibitive to you in everyday life yeah then there's no prohibition over your movement when you're in the water you're supported the same as anybody else is you know i mean i'm i'm, I'm not a physics person at all <laughs> but you know we are all equally as buoyant and equally as able and as yeah. competent in the water and that you know that is one of the real sort of um the balances of water you know it's that we're we're all equal in there we're all equally as vulnerable we're all equally as at the mercy of the sea you know regardless of how competent we are 
Women, I think, sometimes get a really bad rap, actually, for, you know, when they're in collective group, even the terms that they use to sort of describe, you know, collective group as women, you know, a coven of witches and things, you know, none of it really sounds that positive and there's always that element. And, and we've had it, you know, people sort of say, I didn't want to join a group that was female focused because sometimes it could be a bit bitchy or people can be a bit judgmental and this, it's non-existent. Yeah. And it, that's not even me just acting in ignorance and it's happening below the surface. People genuinely come to me and they say, I'm bowled over by the fact that there is no bitchiness, there is no jealousy, there's no judgment. There's, you know, it is genuinely, genuine support, genuine support. You know, at the end of the day, we're all there saying we're doing something slightly crazy. It's freezing cold. There are the times we look and go, what are we doing? But we're all in that together and there's no hierarchy in it no. you know there's no there's no need to have the best swimsuit or the most expensive wetsuit boots or you know all the gear or your dry robe we genuinely <laughs> don't care you know come in yeah. your dressing gown as many do come in you know your old coat just be warm and it yeah. really it really genuinely doesn't matter you know that's not just our group that's collectively wild swimmers open water swimmers sea swimmers whatever they want to refer to themselves as and for some people it's just swimming because they've yeah. been doing it that way their whole lives you know it this is for us perhaps or for many people it's a it's a newfound phenomena and obviously that has been bred by you know social media massively responsible for it because now people can see what other people are doing whereas before you were just doing it privately on your own you know little beach and off you tootled now you know it's instagram it's facebook it's tweeted but equally there is a lot more written evidence and input into the benefits of it yeah and so, yeah, there's always going to be an uptake. For some people, it's just swimming and they've been doing it for years and years, just exactly the same way, putting their swimsuit on and tootling off and heading off the rocks in the morning and going about their day. But, you know, I mean, I've, we've made, you know, made an effort to swim at multiple locations this summer and into the winter now. And I've never not been met with positivity, welcomingness, helpful advice, tips, a, a shared hot drink, you know, an offer of a piece of cake, advice over don't put your clothes there because the tide will come in really quick and they'll disappear while you're in the sea. Times I've come out and things have been moved and put somewhere safer. There's just a I don't know, like an invisible thread that joins all of these people and they all yeah. have an understanding of each other and and there's no, there's no competition in it. I've never, like I said, I've never surfed, but, you know, with a wave, if there's a surfer trying to get on that wave, only one surfer can ride that wave yeah. and you're all out there and it's sort of, you know, every surfer for themselves, who's going to get that wave? And I'm sure that there's unwritten rules and a hierarchy and a way that it all works, but in the water there's none of that when you're swimming you can all jump that wave you can all duck dive that wave you can all laugh if it slaps you around the face whatever you know there's no need to take up more space than anybody else is taking up and there's space no. for everybody so yeah, yeah. as i say as a, as a self-conscious heavy bloke i mean when i first started you know i i bought i went and bought a rash vest mm -hmm. so like my, my my torso wouldn't be exposed yeah. kind of thing but literally within four or five swims yeah it was like it actually doesn't matter yeah and that's something that that i've really learned fr from this i psychologically understood yeah that yeah. that people don't judge each other because they're too busy thinking about yeah. themselves very of course, often yeah you but, see the logic of it but it's difficult to self-apply it isn't exactly yeah. i've yeah. really got the i've got the, the theory but not the practice yeah. Yeah. and what's really happened in addition to all the kind of physical benefits that we'll talk about in a minute, yeah. but the 
but the psychological benefit for me has been no people genuinely yeah are not judging me <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's absolutely fine and if they are that's their business, yeah, not mine. Yeah, totally. That is their problem. I know there are women that, and myself included, you know, I mean, I now I, I think that probably childbirth was my, you know, sort of uh, moment of going, oh, you know, there's 15 people in this room. They've all seen, you know, everything there is to see now. Like, you know, when I walk out of here, I'm not really going to be bothered about that ever again. But, you know, leading up to that point, I was growing up as a teenager, I, you know, I was the redheaded one with a curvy bum. I wasn't the thin, you know, bikini wearing long blonde hair that was, you know, so popular in the particular, you know, we live in a coastal town, surf environment. If I went to the beach, I was in a t-shirt or a vest top and a pair of board shorts. And yeah. that was what I wore, you know, and I, I suppose I was perhaps a little bit of a tomboy as well with it, but that was what I felt comfortable in. I didn't want my, you know, I didn't want my thighs on display. I didn't want my stretch marks, I didn't want my cellulite. You know, I just didn't want to share it. Not because even, I don't even think it was that I had a problem with it. It was that I worried that other people might have an issue with it. You yeah. know, I never looked at myself and went, oh, you're really ugly and unattractive. But I looked at myself and thought other people might think that's ugly and unattractive. So I kind of covered myself up for the sake of other people, really, yeah. which is a really stupid thing to do, really. So many of the women who've swam with us, you know, I know, you know, everybody's got a story. Everybody has. Um, and I think that's one of the, and, you know, another amazing thing about wild swimming is that actually we're all aware that everybody's got a reason to be there. You don't have to share it. You don't have to say it out loud. But we're behind you you know there's that yeah. support i you know i would never have worn a swimsuit a bikini you know when i went on holiday that was fine because there was nobody there that i knew nobody was going to judge me so many women have got this story so many women local women who've never taken their space on the beach because they'd rather sunbathe in their garden because because that way there's nobody that can see them or can judge them you know we've got the most amazing beaches and beauty yeah. surrounding us like why keep yourself trapped away because of your concerns over what somebody else is going to feel. And this summer, I've, you know, I've had some of the most sort of jaw dropping, like, whoa, I need to stop and sort of really take in what I'm seeing. Because I've seen women of all shapes and sizes gather on the beach, you know, busy beach where we swim, you know, surf schools all around us, you know, families. It's a, it's a lively town, you know, there's groups of, you know, teenage girls, teenage boys in their 20s, you know, the six packs are on display, you know, the, the bikinis are, you know, smaller than things that I'd blow my nose on, you know, we see it all, they're all around us. But I've seen those women walk down that beach and they don't give an F, they do not, you know, I, I, I've st stood at the back and I've gone, wow, look at that energy and that power and, almost like a bit like that Lynx advert, you know, where the women sort of come out of the of the smoke and they're all got, you know, they've all got their bikinis on and their high heels and everybody just sort of stops and looks. Yeah. But actually these are my Lynx women and, you know, they're coming out, they're not stereotypical model size, you know, they, they're all sorts, they're tattooed, they're short haired, they're long haired, they're stretch marks, scarred, you know, big, small, and they walk down that beach. They are Lynx women because that's what they exude. and. The only reason, genuinely, the only reason that anyone's looking, and I can see because I've stood back and watched, is they're looking going, wow, 
who are they? You know, yeah. what's going on here? What's about to happen? What are they going to go and do? And it, it's an admiration, I think, more than anything, you know, Most really definitely. genuinely is. You know, the number of times that we get approached and people go, gosh, you know, wh what are you doing? Are you swim do you swim every day? Oh, my gosh, you know, what do you do? There's, there's nothing, there's never been anything but positivity, even from the outside. You know, the group itself is hugely positive and, you know, the community of wild swimming is hugely positive. But even outside of that... I've never been met with any negativity or even witnessed any negativity. You know, I've never sort of felt when I stand back and watch, you know, and sort of looked around and thought, oh, you know, oh, there's some people over there that are whispering and laughing or whatever, you know, never, never, no. genuinely never. And there's, we all know the theory of it. And yes, it is very easy to sit here and to talk about it and to say, cast it off, give less of a monkeys about what other people think. It, those are words and it's very, very easy to say, but genuinely I've watched it. I've physically watched it happen in front of my very eyes. You know, I've seen women that have come down that with their swimsuit already on because they don't want to get changed on the beach, who want to know what day the tide is high so that they haven't got to walk across the sand before they get in the water. Yeah. And those same women are the women now that come down, they get changed on the beach, they chuck their dry robe or their dressing gown or whatever it is to one side and they walk down there with confidence that there's, I just don't know how else they would have, they would have got it. Yeah. I genuinely don't know how else they would have got it. You know, sometimes these women are, you know, they're married, they've got children, they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and they've spent all that time in their life with these inhibitions and keeping themselves sort of closed off. And, and a lot of the time, not taking part in activity because these things have overridden their desire to do something. And, you know, I think that's desperately, desperately sad. And, you know, it's heartbreaking to think that, they are stood on the shoreline, not throwing themselves with wild abandon into the water because they're worried about what other people might think. Yeah. You know, there's, it, that really, it's, it makes me sad. You know, and it makes me sad for myself because I know that there's years of my life when I did that, when I was stood by the wayside, you know, thinking, oh, you know, I can't get in. And even taking the physical out of it, the appearance side of things, like it's totally unrelated, I suppose, but... I desperately wanted to do martial arts as a kid, desperately wanted to, but I didn't want to ever be the beginner. Yeah. I didn't want to be the one that's at the back of the class that everybody else can do something and I can't do it, so I never did it. If I wanted to do it now, I would have no qualms with going into a class and being the beginner at the back and saying, oh, well, you know, I'm a, I, don't know my, I don't know my left from my right. Help me out, you know, somebody help me. And yeah. I would have no qualms with doing that. But I spent so many years of my life looking from the sidelines at certain things and that's just one example and thinking i wish i could do that or i really want to do that or actually worse sometimes telling myself that i didn't want to do it seeing it and actually going no i don't i don't want to i don't want to do that i don't want to do that because i couldn't actually even admit to myself that it was a case that actually i was too scared or i was too self-conscious to not do yeah. that and so our dry members they might sit there for two or three months as a dry member and that's fine because they watch they see that actually other people are doing it for the first time other people doing it in a wetsuit rather than a swimsuit other people have got their you know swimsuit from tesco's not from some top brand other people are turning up in a dressing gown they haven't got to have a dry rib they haven't got to do whatever and they sit and they gain their confidence from that and in good time they, you know, they appear. They, they go, go from dry to wet members. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, that, that for me is just, 
you can't put a price on it. You can't, you know, that is your, for everything else, there's MasterCard moment because since starting the group and since it literally sort of escalating to the degree that it is now, you know, there's probably not a day goes by where I don't get a message from somebody or I don't get, you know, or I don't get to witness something that actually makes me stop in my tracks and go, wow, this is, this is so powerful. And the changes that, that it has had, you know, the impact that it's had on people without even being a conscious decision that that's what it's going to do. You know, it was never like, oh, let's swim as a group because this will be the outcome and this no. is what will happen. This is a byproduct. The main focus is always being in the water, the benefits that, that brings, that, you know, that moment of stillness, of clarity, of just being you in a certain environment, having fun. But all of this is just a, you know, a, a byproduct that just comes from it. And it's, it's huge. I do, I feel really, really privileged to witness so many amazing transformations, you know, mental, emotional, physical transformations, and to witness, you know, friendships being built and confidence being gained, like just hand over fist. It's, it's amazing. And then obviously you've got the buzz of being in the cold water. So yeah. I, somebody said earlier they we were talking and I said well you know it's a no-brainer and they said well perhaps not to everybody it's not a no-brainer but you know at the end of the day you're getting quite cold and you're getting in the water but genuinely it's a no-brainer to me if a day goes by now without getting in the water for me I twitch you know yeah. I'm like I need you know I need that fix I need that start to my day I need that boost from the people that are around me you know we're all we're we're in very difficult times I, again you know another conversation I was having with somebody the other day and I said 2020's actually been one of the best years of my life truly and person I was talking to said oh you know I feel really guilty about saying that and I said well I don't feel guilty about saying that I said you know maybe I should because I know that a lot of people have really struggled this year but I've had my years of struggles and actually this year has been really really amazing I've witnessed amazing amazing positivity around me and I've had the time to spend with people that have become really really important to me and actually you know I've taken a lot for myself this year that I know I haven't done before. A single mom, working single mom, went through you know horrendous divorce, and it, you know, my focus was always always on something else. Whether it was my focus was on my work, focus was on my child, focus was on you know just dealing with getting divorced and staying head above water. Um, and actually, this year I've gone. Actually, I've found something that makes me feel amazing, and I'm going to focus on that and on me and and on yeah spilling that out. And mm. it's been truly truly like i will look back on this as it, it's like a you know landmark year one of those like you know you'll look back and go that's what happened that year you know yeah, i definitely. i you know i found amazing friendships i found something that really just works for me and i found that actually it's okay to make myself important in my life that's okay yeah, yeah. it's okay if i'm number one that's all right because actually when I'm happy and when I'm not stressed and have got that, my mum, mums are always wise, aren't they? My mum's always said to me, and she bought me a little charm to go on my bracelet of a wine cup, and she's always said, fill your own cup, fill your own cup. And I've never really, never really done it and perhaps yeah. never really understood it. And this year, Yes, there has been a lot of negativity around and there has been a lot of sadness and a lot of stress for a lot of people. But 
this is the year that I've decided to fill my own cup. And does it make a difference? It really makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's been so inspiring. Because I've, I've seen this then permeate and, and kind of grow throughout mm. the entire community mm. of people. People actually stepping into themselves. Yeah. The, yeah sometimes for the first time 100 percent. yeah you know and what's a, a byproduct of that has been a lot of philanthropic yes yeah stuff yeah that's yeah come as a result yeah. of that all the charity yeah. stuff yeah which so, has been amazing yeah, yeah so that's what, yeah what, what's happened with that for you that's just been another mind-blowing it's been a mind-blowing year i think i think genuinely this group and the environment that the the community that I found has just blown me away. Every time I think, wow, this is amazing. This is as good as it gets. It just gets better. We were approached by Cornwall Mind at the beginning of the year and asked if we would help out with some fundraising for them. And obviously every charity this year has been hit by an inability to fundraise in ways that they've done previously. Events have been canceled, fun runs, whatever, we've not been able to do them. And I was approached by Lucy, lovely lady at Cornwall Mind, and she said, you know, would you do some fundraising? Again, for me, the, the links between cold water swimming and mental health, are, they're bread and butter, they just go together getting in the cold water, the environment that I swim in, the community, that's been my absolute buoyancy throughout times, because there have been tough parts of this year, you know, really tough parts, you know, emotional parts, as well as the standard corona and the restrictions and stuff that we've all faced. It's kept me going and I know it's done the same for an awful lot of people. And I, again, mental health, it's something that, you know, problems or poor mental health is much, much more prevalent than anybody is is aware of you know we only have to scratch the surface of you know the people that are very close to us and you can guarantee that you'll find somebody there who's struggling struggled or you know potentially may struggle so when lucy contacted us we just said yeah absolutely we'll do something so we decided that in raising the money we would also create a challenge for for the ladies that were swimming with us so there was a twofold element to it, basically something to to give them confidence, give them a boost, get them to, again, to do something that perhaps they wouldn't have necessarily done before, to give them a sense of, you know, you get a medal for running. Not everybody can run a marathon, you know, not everybody wants to run a marathon, not everybody wants to skydive out a plane. But these women have already shown that actually they want to get in the cold water, they want to do it in a group of people. So we set up the six bays in one day which was originally intended to be a sort of organised dip in the six different bays of Newquay. We had local lifeguards involved, we had all of our health and safety done, obviously jumping through all the hoops because of COVID restrictions as well. And at the particular time, we were allowed to have up to, I think it was up to 30 gatherings. So we had all our staggered time slots. We, you know, we had it all set up so that there would only be a certain number of people on the beach at a certain time. We had drink stations, food stations. It was all ready to go. And I think it was, ten, I think it was about 10 or 12 days before it was due to happen. And Boris brought in the rule of six. We suddenly went, oh, um, okay, let's think. And Lucy, bless her heart, messaged me. You don't have to do it, Katie. I, I think it's best that we cancel it. You know, logistically, it's too difficult. 
I think there was, there was a day where actually she must have, bless her, she must have messaged me about 20 or 30 times just saying, don't worry. And I kept saying, Lucy, we're doing it. Just give me a minute. I need to get my head around it. <laughs> and bless her, she kept saying, but it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to. I said, just give me a minute. You know, I, I am a stubborn redhead and we will find a way through this because, you know, I think I mentioned to you before, it wasn't, it wasn't just about the fundraising and about the money we'd raised. It was about actually, you know, we were all facing restrictions and limitations and we were all being hit with another restriction and limitation. And as much as we wanted to raise the money for Cornwall Mind, we needed that challenge for our, for our women. You yeah. know, they had that thing to focus on to, that they were so excited and looking forward to. And I didn't want, I didn't want to pull the plug on the fundraising, but I didn't want to pull the rug from under them either, you know, and say, actually, I know you had something you're looking forward to, but this is just another thing that 2020 isn't going to fulfill for you. So we looked at the restrictions. We said, right, okay, we can still gather in sixes. So let's go further afield. So we opened it up, made it a much more fluid challenge, basically where we suggested that teams of six got together and they hit six different bays around Cornwall but they did it in one day. And such as is the way of the universe sometimes, it actually turned out to be better than I think our original event had been planned to be. It meant that women had to go off on adventures. And again, as grown-ups, when do we adventure? You know, when do we say, let's just get in the car together and go and do this crazy thing of swimming in six different locations in one day and you know you bring the cake you bring the hot chocolate you know make sure you've got six swimsuits should we wear silly costumes there was a and this amazing sense of energy and everybody just adapted really quickly and went right yep yeah, we can still do this let's find a way and yeah so 125 I think 125 women one two men and a dog uh, all went off in their various modes of transport and headed around Cornwall and again another thing that came about from that event was that local people went to places they'd not been to before we we branched out and that confidence to even do that comes from the confidence that they've developed through these friendships through the swimming through doing something for themselves we had five amazing ladies that all wanted to do it but didn't have anybody to do it with that we hooked up together and they went off in their group one of them brought cake they had fancy dress for each bay that they did they had a bottle of prosecco when they finished they sat and watched the sunset and they had an amazing adventure so yeah so we raised nearly £7,000 for wow. Cornwall Mind. Um, we had an amazing raffle, which was hugely supported by local businesses, which again, given, you know, the state that everybody's been in with, you know, places closed, everybody with a huge amount of uncertainty over future of businesses and things was beyond generous. It was really important to us that the money stayed local. And we know that the money going to Cornwall Mind, that money is staying local and is helping local people. There are relatively low overheads with the, the support that they provide. So that £7,000 is going to go a long way, yeah. which is really, really amazing. And Lucy, like I say, Lucy from Mind was just amazing throughout the whole thing. She's communicated with us amazingly. She's given us all amazing opportunities. And yeah, we've, we, we're very aware that that money is staying local and really is making a difference locally as well. So on the back of that, we uh, have now 
committed to and started yesterday the 12 days of Christmas. Similar principle, but slightly more spread out, 24 days from the 1st to the 24th of December to swim, dip, whatever, you know, whatever is right for you at 12 different locations across Cornwall. So again, it's encouraging women to get out, to explore, to, you know, check out different places on the coastline, to link up with different people, adventure to you know and to challenge themselves to something that that is achievable but is hugely commendable you know it's december um you know the water is cold we're down to sort of 12 degrees sometimes a little bit lower and getting colder we're very lucky yesterday we had brilliant sunshine but we know that this weekend the, the december weather is coming in so yeah, they'll, they'll be off 12 bays on 12 different days if they want to. Some of them will double dip some days. I know that those, again, those that are unable to swim during the week because of work commitments, etc., will be cramming their dips in on the weekend days. Just, you know, yesterday, you know, I went and did, went and did my swim with a friend, had a beautiful swim, came back and, you know, my newsfeed's just full of smiling happy faces you know of women that have gone to new places that have put their dealy boppers on their reindeer antlers on you know and they're, they're doing you know they're doing something for themselves having fun challenging themselves and being proud of themselves we can you know we can do difficult things we can overcome things you know things that mentally we're saying don't know whether i want to do that or whether i should do that you know with the right people around us we can do those things. I mean, I sat for a good hour last night just scrolling through amazing, you know, photographs and just this real sense of energy, just, you know, even bursting off the page yeah. from people just sort of like, you know, I'm buzzing. Look what I did. Look what I achieved. And it's been amazing. It's been, most people will share, you know, in fact, it is quite mind blowing how many people, you know, they swim as part of the group. And then, you know, as things do, you know, they add you as a Facebook friend or you see, you know, you start to see their feed. And the number of them that at varying points throughout the year, depending on, you know, when they started or how long they've been swimming, you know, the number of them that you see this post, this is me in the sea. This is what I've been doing. This has changed my life. And the desire to want to share that with other people, you yeah. know, it's not a secret. The, the, the fountain of youth where somebody goes, God, I've got that. I don't want anybody else to get any of that. You know, this is something that people genuinely are going, this makes me feel so good. I need to share this with other people because I need them to know how good this feels. You know, yeah, I, I know, like, I'm the person that if I order, a, you know, if I order an amazing meal in a restaurant, I literally will have it on the fork going, you've got to taste this because it's so good. You know, you've got to have some of this. I'll give my own meal away purely so that other people have got that. You know, you don't understand how good this is. And that's, that's what you see. You know, my feed is just full of people going, this is what I'm doing. And it looks amazing. And you see the responses, you know, from their friends going, wow, you look so happy, you know, wow i've seen such a difference in you you know i want to try this and that's the you know that's the thing with it they can then you know they haven't got to buy special equipment they haven't got to undergo training or they haven't got to start in a different class to their friends they can just come with their friends and just do it you know there's no there's no restrictions just obviously you know safety and being careful but aside from that it's open to everybody and that is the thing everybody wants to you know once you've done it you do genuinely you know i know i know you get what i'm saying there because totally. i see you sharing you know and saying guys 
I need you to know how good this feels. You know, I yeah. need you to know. I need somebody to come with me. And I almost can't believe how good it feels. I need you, as somebody who doesn't know how good this feels, to come with me so that I can see you seeing how good it feels, you exactly. know. And and then I feel even better because I'm sharing that. And it's just, yeah, it just keeps going and keeps giving. And it's just, yeah, it's amazing. But to go back to the 12 days, those, pe those people are sharing, you know, th they're sharing on their page. People are looking and going, wow. And yeah, we're now, we started with a fundraising goal. I, I mean, I was blown away by what we raised for Cornwall Mind, absolutely blown away. And Nukiar and Eli, who we're raising funds for this Christmas, there are, you know, there are local lifesavers, there are local heroes, you know, they're yeah. all volunteers and we swim very close by them. We see them coming out, we see them coming out, we hear the sound when there's a shout, you know, we've been down there when we see the roads closed off and, you know, people running down, driving down, you know, parking their cars, getting out, you know, they're in their work uniforms, they're in there, you know, they've been out with their families for the day and they've dropped everything to run down to look after somebody who's in trouble, who needs them. And they, re they really do provide you know, a much bigger service than perhaps a lot of people think you know they're not just going out to fishing boats or to drownings you know they're going out to some pretty harrowing things sometimes you know emotionally harrowing yeah. as well and you know we we see them we see them coming down we witness it we see the boat going out we quite often down there on a sunday when they're out for their training now it's you know winter season and you know we wanted to give something back hopefully touching all the wood you know that we never ever have to make use of their services but they are there and we're forever and eternally grateful of that and so yeah we wanted to make you know a little dent in the contribution you know the contribution to what their overheads are every year just getting the boat out on the water is hundreds and hundreds of pounds the kit everything and they do genuinely you know they save lives yeah if we can just contribute a little bit to that that's amazing so in my head i kind of thought oh well, you know it'd be nice to be able to give them 500 pounds but in typical Katie style, I went, well, I'm not going to say 500, I'll say 1,000. So, yeah, so we set about with the goal of raising 1,000 pounds for them. And we started the challenge yesterday. We're still getting sign-ups and we are now at 2,500 pounds. So I'm hopeful, ever hopeful, that we'll be looking at presenting a cheque to them for 3,000 pounds come the new year, which, again, just makes me unbelievably proud of the community and the group that you know that we've built because we're still in a case of uncertainty you know financially for a lot of people and we've been hugely supported by local businesses and by you know by local people we've got a just giving page and you know the contributions are, are rolling in on there as well we made it five pounds to sign up so that it's accessible for everybody to be able to sign up and take part and like i say the challenge is achievable by everybody yeah. you know there's Poor Barbara, who, you know, I'm sure through absolute sort of tenacity will get her 12 bays in, but she broke her foot. So, yeah, so she's unfortunately out the water. But other than that, you know, there's no reason why this can't happen. You know, paddle at 12 yeah. different locations, get out there and explore, put the fiver in for the RNLI. And yeah, hopefully we will be presenting them with that check for £3,000. The fundraising side of things it's imp it's important to me i think it's really important that we give back really important and it's important to me that that stays local you know we're a local community of swimmers that swim at local locations if we were to ever need any of the services 
those are the services that we would need you know we if you know if anybody is struggling with their mental health you know Cornwall Mind are there for Cornish people yeah. if you know anything ever happened to any of us on the water it would be nuclear NLI that went out and supported us and helped us earlier in the year we did some fundraising for Children's Hospice Southwest when we did the rainbow swim as opposed to their rainbow run. We've collected food donations for DISC, which is Nuki based, so totally local, providing meals for those that can't afford to provide meals for themselves. We've also supported fabulous Frances and her southern Newfoundland dogs. So she's volunteered some safety sessions and we've made donations towards her Newfoundland dogs as well. So yeah, we've kept everything local there is a real sense of pride amongst the you know amongst the women that are in that group that are fundraising they're achieving something they're doing something they're doing good i run my own business i work two part-time jobs i'm a single parent i run a group of two and a half thousand people amongst other things you know amongst day-to-day life and people say you know where do you find the time i don't need the time because the energy of this group just keeps going and keeps going yeah. and keeps going and if you just you know for anybody that just grabs into it even by 20 minutes each morning i guarantee you know that energy is what's keeping them going throughout the day 100 percent. like if you could bottle it it would be be worth a fortune it's just genuinely that even just you know just being down there and just seeing and you know hearing the you know the the excited chatter or the the whoops when people hit the water or you know the gasps of the cold water all of it you know it's just an absolute bombardment on everything and yet it still brings you peace i i'm not i know you know i know everybody's different i know that for you you know you've talked about meditation before and how beneficial you found it i've tried i've really tried and actually you know i've my friends they mock me because they keep saying you should do yoga I've tried yoga. I've tried all sorts of yoga. I want to just get up and walk out of the room and go and do something because I get the fidgets. I can't sit still. I can't. It's not for me. If I can be doing three things at once, I'm. that's me meditating. I'm relaxed in that environment. But when I'm in the water, I can't be doing three things at once. I can't be doing, you know, those those other things that with my fidget fingers or with thinking about other things. It's me. It's the cold water. It's me concentrating on my breathing. It's me taking in what's around me. And the sound of my meditation is literally, you know, shrieking women, laughter, you know, the sound of the sea. That is that's my whale music you know yeah. that is that is me you know it's busy it's hectic but it's total peace for yeah, me totally. I totally get yeah. that I do yeah Brilliant. Okay. Well, so how can we how can we find you? Ah, oh, how online? can you find yeah. me? So you can find you can find me in a number of places. So you can find Nuki Blue Tits under Nuki Blue Tits. You can find you can find me and my ramblings about swimming locations, etc., on Swimming Women. And you can also find me because I do also host the um, mental health swims. So you can also find me under Nuki Mental Health Swims on Facebook as well, and obviously on Instagram. Thank you to Katie Richards for giving me the time to share her experiences with the water and with community in Nuki. I hope you found that a really useful and enjoyable episode. I, I had lots of takeaways there about community, about relationships, about charitable giving, and so many little tips and tricks there about being safe in the water and enjoying the water. I hope you've enjoyed the opening episode. And as Katie said, her contact details are going to be available in the show notes that go with the episode. 
There you'll also be able to find all the information about connecting with me. Also, how you can enter a competition to win a free copy of Sarah Noykoy's beautiful memoir, Salt on My Skin. Sarah's joining me in a couple of episodes' time, and her story is absolutely remarkable, and her book is beautiful. So five of you have an opportunity to win a free copy of her book. Talking about future episodes, next we're going to be joined by Pippa Best from SeaSoulBlessings.com. She's from Penzance and has created a lovely business about creating connection with nature and connection with the water. She'll be joining me next week to talk about the spiritual side of sea swimming and what we can get and what we can give back through doing that. Also, we're going to be getting a very special Sea Soul Blessings reading from her just for the episode. So um, it's going to be lovely. I'm really looking forward to sharing that episode with you. If you have any feedback for me about the way the show is going and any suggestions or anything, there are a number of different ways you can get in touch. You can join the Facebook group that goes with the podcast, the Joy of Swimming discussion group. And I'm in there a lot and you can talk to me about things and we can discuss ideas and so on. Um, also, we have a website, thejoyofswimming.com, where you can find old episodes, but also various ways of connecting with me and various blog posts that I've written about my own experiences with the water. And you can find me on Instagram, The Joy of Swimming. So lots of ways to find me. Best way, go on Facebook, go into The Joy of Swimming Facebook group and we can uh, have a chat there. Thank you ever so much for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed the show and I look forward to sharing my next conversation with you next time. Stay safe and happy swimming. Thank you for listening to the Joy of Swimming podcast hosted by Pat Kelman. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast by pressing the subscribe button on the podcast catcher of your choice. Music by Phil Innes.